And I have written and I've uh, written to the Minister for Health seeking a meeting just to get assurances in relation to Bantry Hospital and looking for some clarity. I mean, what we saw obviously in relation to Roscommon has, you know, quite rightly, you know, brought the, the issue of A&E services in, in hospitals into the limelight, let it be Nina or Innes or Mallow or Bantry. But just to say this in terms of Bantry, Bantry is unique. Now, people will say, of course, look, he's a TD in West Cork, he's bound to say this, but because of the distance we are from Cox University Hospital, and given the fact that there's a huge catchment area west of Bantry and into parts of South Kerry, we have a very, very strong and a very unique case, and I hope that will be... Uh, yeah, because it's, be it's, its remoteness has been mentioned on a number of occasions. Well, absolutely. I mean, so that will work in its favour. All going well. I mean, look, you need to look at the map. I mean, if you could, for example, the week in politics the other night, they did a map of Ireland, they dotted all of the hospitals, right? I mean, you could see you wouldn't want to be a stenographer. I mean, Bantry was the way out there on, on its own, you know, very, very remote. And if you look at that whole issue in relation to example for you know the the golden hour someone gets a heart attack you know and they need to be stabilized that's not going to happen if you don't have a service in Bantry and people would literally you know lives would be lost before they would see CUH. Yeah but then you know we're hearing today on the news that the HSE is is over budget and isn't there always a danger that if if it's over budget and they look for cutbacks it's the smaller hospitals are the ones they target. I, yeah, I'm one of those people who has very little faith in the HSE. And I remember I was in the Shannon when Michal Martin brought forward legislation to create the HSE. And a reminder of the monolith that is the HSE, as if one were needed, was last week at the Public Accounts Committee when 13 officials, oh. 13 senior people from the HSE... All filed in. It was absolutely... It, to be honest, I was there. I found it quite, you know, intimidating. These, I know they were there, obviously, to, to, you know, to put forward, you know, views and points of view and, you know, research and answers to questions that we, the members of the committee, were going to ask them. But I said to myself, in the name of all this good and holy... You know, one time you had the Minister for Health who took responsibility for the health services, and now you have this huge monolith, the HSC, uh, at that particular level, in my view, which is just managerial, it's bureaucratic, it's overburdensome. And then you have people in the frontline services, you know, nurses, midwives, people in A&E, that would be Bantry or Mallow, uh, who are working to the pin of their collar to provide a very, very good service. And you see the other end of that organisation, that spectrum, you know, hugely inflated salaries, a huge lack of accountability and transparency, and it just simply isn't good enough. Okay, you want to you want to comment on on, on Cloyne and the the inquiry that came out this week? I do, Patricia. Can I just say, as somebody who you know, and I, I don't like using the term practicing Catholic. I think everybody has a faith. Everybody's a Christianity. But to be honest, I mean, people are to the. I think at the end of that header, what we witnessed this week in relation to Cloyne is nothing short of disgraceful. And any defence that had been by Monsignor O'Callaghan, uh, Bishop McGee, who cannot be found or the paper nuncio yesterday. It is absolutely unbelievable. We're dealing with a time frame here that looked at issues from 1996 to 2008. This does not go back to the 60s uh, and the 50s or the 40s. When and people claimed at that time they didn't have an understanding of, of ab- clerical Absolutely. Abuse. And in relation to what Dennis O'Callaghan just said, I mean, he published a memoir in 2007, right? It was called Putting a Hand to the Plough. Yeah. And I'm going to directly quote from that, right? He sought to justify what he described as, in inverted commas, the pastoral care approach to dealing with complaints, which he felt was superior to the rule-bound approach advocated by the church itself, right? Now, in inverted commas, right, why should we put that experience aside and simply sign up to a list of civil procedures? That's absolutely abominable. It is disgraceful. It is inexplicable. It is inexcusable. And to be quite frank with you, it is not good enough that Bishop McGee or Monsignor O'Callaghan were nowhere to be found and it was left to the Archbishop of Cashel to defend and back for the Catholic Church. Is it any wonder churches are empty Sunday in and Sunday out in this country? And yet when I had 
uh, Maeve Lewis from the Sport Group 1 and 4 on yesterday and we were obviously discussing the, the report in more detail and I put it to her you know is, is clawing is it a rogue diocese and she said no she said if you did a similar she felt if you did a similar report on all dioceses something similar could be exposed that's that, that's, that's worrying it, it, it's a sickening it's a sickening and a, and a realistic aspect to where we're going in relation to these issues I mean for, I was in the company of a very senior TD when the report was issued on Wednesday and he turned around and he said you know there are a lot more reports into the other dioceses and they would be just as sickening. I, to be honest, I, I honestly feel strongly that the, the, uh, you know, the Vatican as a state meddled in Irish affairs. And as, as a result of that, the papal nuncio should be expelled. I mean, people have had enough of this rubbish and guff and PR and defence. You know, they're not around when they're being asked to account at press conference. They should have done things differently. This is 2011, and this report goes up to 2008. And it's, I find yeah. it stomach-churning. I was listening to that interview, and to be honest, I'm incensed by it. I found it absolutely stomach-churning. Okay, then listen, we leave it there, uh, Michael, and you're not the only one. I'm looking at calls and texts coming in. People are very, very annoyed, uh, I have to say, having listened to Monsignor Dennis O'Callaghan. Okay, uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks, Michael, Thank and uh, thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, that is uh, Labour Deputy for Cork, uh, Southwest, uh, Michael McCarthy. Uh, 1850 Lines are open. I, I will get to uh, the calls and texts. I can see there's an awful lot of them coming in. Um, or if you, want, you can text for 20 cent to 53103.